Oh, man's got a collar today. Not even just a t-shirt. Yeah. Wow. Are you not he's, entertained? He's He's got the camera so high that we can't even see it. He's obviously not know. proud of his jersey. Yeah, I just look like I'm looking down on you. Can't get the... There we go. Is he on the stand-up desk tonight? I am. Yeah. Right. Got some dodgy oh, hips happening at the moment. Oh. Kit's looking fresh and excited. What? Yeah. What, what's, what's happening there? You want to know what I'm wearing? Oh, why don't you tell us? Yeah. All right. I'm wearing my dad's polo cross shirt from probably the early 1980s and it's very small and it's <laughs> very woolly so therefore very itchy and i can't wait to take it off but it, it <laughs> is from the mobrup polo cross grounds tiny little farming community that i derive from in southwest of wa so yes polo cross it's a mm, good sport that one hot Ben will uh lucky it's been pretty chilly in Brisbane lately, but yeah, it is fucking oh, hot and it's itchy. Don't yeah. like your hat though. What is oh, <laughs> Chelsea yeah. hat? Chelsea celebrating a new ownership. <laughs> <laughs> what a logo though! Like a bit of um, nah, it does it? Is a bit a good of showing there for, for our topic later. Maybe, maybe, mm, maybe. Well, you tell us what you're wearing, Martin, because you've come to the party this week. The one and only time that I will, yes, um, I'm wearing Firebirds Indigenous Round Merch Polo on sale yep. now. Um, yep. So Did we'll, you design this one? Uh, yeah, I, I um, took the artwork from Rachel Sara um, and, yeah, applied her artwork for merch and Firebirds dresses that have all launched, uh, yeah, this week. So, yes. Oh, I thought we had guns then from the, the, the camera angle, but he's... Nah, no guns. Still got my white t-shirt on at all times. Mate, you criticise the logo on my hat and you're wearing that garbage. It's a quality kit, all right? Go on. Don't give me... What is this, it? This garbage. It's the Tottenham third kit from a few we seasons back when they made the we Champions League final. Um, it is a nice and blue, kit. got the abstract map of london in there so nike did about six or eight of those at the time barcelona and yeah yeah tottenham and they're all Atletico, great madrid chelsea they yeah. were so good yeah they were awesome always a good concept that you can work with i think i've tried it i couldn't tell you how many times i've tried it gotta get tried the it right color tried it with penrith tried it with canterbury and they brought some bloody version back last year which was all just vector shapes but uh haven't i don't think i've got one over the line yet unfortunately keep digging you'll get there i, I think it, i think it really depends on the um just the layout of the of the the terrain right like some just look like they work and some don't mm. yeah i was lucky i got in on this one at the time because Basically, a day after the Champions League semi-final, when they came back and beat Ajax, the the kits sold out. <laughs> Always the way. Shall we get into it? Let's go. Yeah, where's my <laughs> welcome back, by the way? How'd you guys go without me? Uh, we survived, I think. Battled Admittingly, I didn't. I didn't listen, and that, that's just because of one reason. My favourite person yeah. wasn't on. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Man doesn't have an ego at all, does he? <laughs> no thanks for holding the four days. Eh? Just like, oh, where's my welcome back? Fuck yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Put didn't bother listening because my favorite my favorite host wasn't on. So I only <laughs> like to listen when I've already had the conversation once before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me is a man with hamstring, hamstrings as strong as stringy cheese, Nick Bassett. Thought of them, my femurs. And a man who had front row seats at Magic Round Fight Night, Kit Lushev. I literally did. And uh, they're lucky that the big cat didn't start swinging his arms because there would have been some trouble then. <laughs> Why were you offering me tickets to a fight? I thought I was yeah. getting tickets to league, mate. Yeah, you were meant to go, weren't you? I was trying. The tickets I'm kind of regret around. not going, but also don't regret going now. I should have told you it was a UFC it. fight because it pretty much was. <laughs> the amount of blood. My God. Mm, so much blood. Oh, that... just on back on the kits, you didn't even mention the sleeves, Mason. Raglan's? They are. Look at yeah. that. Well, yeah, back, in the, rarity, isn't it? back in the early 80s or late 70s, I don't think raglans were invented yet because this is a setting. <laughs> <laughs> those were the good old days. Yeah. Does it seem down the side of that, by the way? Or is it one of those um, infinity loop ones? No, there's the same. Seems, yeah. No, gus- no gussets on this bad boy. <laughs> Just a box shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. as wide as it is. Long, yeah, it's probably been through the wash a million times too. So, uh, the Field of Design podcast is currently an audio only format, heavily discussing visual content. So, with every episode, we include links in the podcast app's episode description, with which highlights all the articles and images we discuss in today's show. You can also jump onto our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast for references to some of our featured content. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can via our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast or our Gmail at Field of Design Podcast at gmail.com. Guys, we toyed with the idea of doing a um, Matrix Resurrections, a uh, Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull scenario here and come back from our trilogy for a for a fourth, but um, we've decided to stick with our plan and go forth with Timeless Logos as our episode topic this week. But first, we do have a little bit of news to get through, which does include some signing off of some final Indigenous round artwork that's come through for the Australian sporting landscape. So let's get through the news, let's get through the uh, Indigenous releases and then jump on to the Timeless Logos. So starting off... 2022 A-League All-Stars kit was revealed during the week. Do we have any thoughts on those guys? Nick, Looks you like are... PSG kit from a couple of years ago. First thing I think of is, is it reminds, looks like Real Madrid. So <laughs> I wonder, wonder, if it's, wonder if that was deliberate or considering who they, they played last night. But, um, gee, it's a classy kit. It is really nice. Um Often those all-star kits can can really throw anything at you, right? Like some of them are just so tacky and 
they look so cheap. I know I, I saw an image with previous year's ones next to it, and um, this is about four levels above that. So um, I, I'd actually consider buying this, which is kind of weird to say. The um, MLS ones are always different and interesting, aren't they, as well? So, yeah, this one's pretty simple. White and gold, always classy. It's quite interesting, though, with a lot of, like, the the all-stars concepts, they do tend to go with the white and gold colour combo or, you know, white and um, cyan blue or, you know, electric blue. <clears throat> Sorry. Because we're not... Is it white and gold or black and blue? Oh, here we go. <laughs> he doesn't want to buy it now. <laughs> Actually, it's a good it's a good point because it is a similar color combination, isn't it? Do you remember that? That uh, do yeah, Nick. Come come across. Yeah, a few yeah times I remember that. Dress. Sorry, I interrupted you, but you're right about the um <clears throat> the white white slash gold or whatever. I think in particular, you might be thinking about that AFL All Stars match from what was it ten or twelve years ago now. AFL All Stars, even when the um when the, <coughs> before the um, NRL All Stars was Indigenous versus um, Maori All Stars, it was um, the World All Stars or whatever. World yeah, All Stars, yeah, and, and they had had a similar combo as well. So maybe, uh, maybe if you know, in a few hundred years, when Earth plays Mars in a game of footy, we'll be wearing white and gold. Is that is that? Universally Earth's colours, is that what we're saying? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think that's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what happens uh, when the Outback plays Mars? Both ochre. <laughs> that's a bit confusing, isn't it? Can't see it happening anytime soon, though. No. Although, as you were saying, get 100 years, 200 years time, it's going to be Red Planet versus Red Planet, isn't it? <laughs> so, so. Are they, sorry, yeah. just reading the comments, are they slugging this for 150 bucks? Is that what I'm reading? Uh, I think ultrafootball.com is the link, which is included in the show notes. Um, Just saw someone say 150 bucks. Who, who wants to pay that? I nearly feel like they're all sold out now anyway. Literally any football fan <laughs> would. <laughs> what? They don't want to pay uh, it. Yeah, sold yeah, 120. out. 120. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Shifting on now. At oh, the Brumbies yeah. game. On the weekend, the Brumbies jerseys were only ninety nine bucks. That's pretty good. Bargain. What um some what the, the team maybe? What the super rugby <laughs> what the super <laughs> rugby teams have over the NRL is you don't have the same royalty system. Uh yeah. Probably doesn't quite justify the margin from a hundred to one sixty or whatever it is for NRL jerseys. Oh, all but... the, um all the New Zealand super rugby jerseys are one fifty. Yeah, being Adidas, hmm. whereas O'Neills, I guess they can get away with a bit. Uh, you guys been watching the tennis, Nick? I know you're a fan. French Good Open's to see, underway. Um, Rafa Nadal wearing an Australian uh, outfit, isn't it? That was the first thing I I thought of when I saw that image too. Yeah, wearing the the modern green and gold. Um, yeah, yeah, it's an Looks interesting good on the orange, doesn't it? It's an interesting color combination for the clay court, isn't it? Yeah, um, green... Adidas is. Pulled out something unusual as well. I don't. I don't know if you've seen seen that. I think our friend Corda uh, saw the other day. Is it's nearly like a uh, they've gone really urban streetwear look with yeah. theirs. It's it's a bit Almost unusual. Reminiscent of the indigenous stuff we've been looking at. In a, uh, I guess in a way, 
Yeah. Gives me Latin American vibes. Yeah. That oh too. yeah. What do you think of that? That the structure of it though, like it's very rigid and boxy, nearly like you're wearing an apron. Except for that one piece that goes over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't mind it though. It's different. Yeah, I like it. I don't think it'll be a ongoing thing, but yeah. What I don't understand, right? Lacoste, right? They're supposed to be a somewhat premium, premium brand, right? Why do they always have such butt ugly designs? <laughs> Can so someone true. explain that to me? <laughs> That's always so bad. Even the um, uh, what? Even the the polo polo brand polos from the Australian Open this year were, were unpleasant too. I think. I think. Yeah. Come on, guys! You're supposed to be classy brands, and you're. <laughs> Bringing out this stuff. Not sure no. what the go is, and but yes, anyway, any still do it the best. Any early favourites for for um, French Open gear? I'll be honest, I've only watched the Rafa game, so I nice. guess I'll go with him for now. Yeah, nice. Uh, okay, jumping on now to some Indigenous round artwork. This is from the Suncorp Super Netball. This is from supernetball.com.au. This year's match balls will feature custom artwork created by Yorta Yorta uh, Wurundjeri woman Simone Thompson. The artwork titled Winya Yuringa, Women of the Sun, will also be included on the umpire's uniforms. Uh, you can click on the link there and hear the full description there. But, um, yeah, some decent artwork, and it's always cool that they're able to apply the artwork to the the playing balls as well. Have we seen that in the other Australian sporting um, competitions, actual Indigenous artwork on the balls? Yeah, I think the uh, the NBL's done it. Yeah, okay. Very yeah. subtly, I believe, just in the um, the grooves or the I think the, the ball logo. So it looked quite nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New There's... Zealand's done it during the Rugby World Cup with their rugby balls. Yeah, okay. Yeah. wonder if the uh, – well, AFL, obviously, they've got to stick with the the different application, isn't it? Um, the NRL – I'm sure the NRL could do it unless there's specific rules around the, the colour of the, the ball. Um, okay, jumping on now, New South Wales Swifts Indigenous. Uh, this is from nswswifts.com.au. Uh, Haley, a former QBE Swifts Academy athlete and current netball New South Wales Premier League player, has re- returned to design the Indigenous artwork in 2022 after building a connection with the team in 21. Um, uh, included in the link there is the um, uh, Hear the Proud uh, Wangabon woman who originally housed from Nyungan in regional New South Wales tells the story behind the dress. Uh, I think we've included two links there, which... Go into a little bit more detail. Um, not a bad one. I don't, I don't mind that one, actually. No, um, I like it, the... Um, oh, sorry, Mason. I like the neckline and, and the sort of tonal stuff again. So, um, yeah. that's a nice one. What's the... Um, details all work well. What's... I've seen the circle bib a couple of times. I was going to ask that. Just, yeah, just to make it easier for the the design. Is that common? Uh, I th- no, the Swifts are the only ones who have done. I think this is the second year that that yeah, um, yeah. they've gone with the circular bib, um, and I think um, yeah, it's por- portion is something something different. I, I guess a um, you know call, uh, eye catching. Um, also, as, to adapt with the design a little bit better, and I yeah. think um, yeah, they wear it in their main dresses. 
No, just their Indigenous round. Right. Yep. Is it, there anything in the guidelines that specify? I'm sure it does the sizing, but in terms of the shape? Uh, it's, that's an interesting que- question, actually. Um, there is specification around the size of the bibs. So, uh, you know, full disclosure, I, um, I haven't been involved with the Swift's stuff, but we might, um, you yeah, would have been super questions. Netball, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there is guidelines there, but I, I guess if it's covering the, the surface area and the height of the position, Positions, yeah, the height of the the height of the positions match. Then I think that um, that yeah, it's it's passed here. So um, yeah, it's an interesting interesting concept. I know the Swifts are a big fan of it. They really like it. I think it adds to that organic you know look that we have been talking mm-hmm. about with the indigenous designs. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, a point it works of well with the design. Eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, so on the Instagram there, it, it does um, go through and talk about all of the different elements um, to do with the design there. So Firebirds Indigenous Design. Um, this is from firebirds.net.au. Queensland Firebirds have revealed this year's uh, specially designed First Nations round uniform ahead of their must-win match against West Coast Fever. Artisan designer Rachel Sara has uh, once again been tasked with designing the Firebirds First Nations dress, a role she has been responsible for since the inception of the First Nations round in 2018. Uh, the contemporary artist from Gurong Gurong Country said netball was more than the seven players on court at one time. Um, and yes, as we as we mentioned earlier on, um, I had the pleasure of adapting um, Rachel's artwork. Um, that she supplied onto the dress, the dress this year, and and onto the merchandise, which was yeah, really fun, really good. Yeah, it's a cool look, eh? And then you've got the two Aboriginal girls there, um, so it'll be special to them. Yeah, yep, they're the only actual two Indigenous players uh, in the league, so I think they, yeah, it's a a lot more special. Um, for them, obviously, um, to represent their their people and, and play. So, yeah, um, yeah, real real pleasure working with this one. Uh, I, my favourite part of it is the the smoke texture that we got to work with um, applying it. So along the tops of the tops of the dresses, there's a lot of different layered details with the the smoke effect coming through and the the darker purple, um, and obviously the front and the back being different design or different elements so we're going to get you know that that really cool look of you know having people facing forward and backwards and having somewhat of a different design there so yeah cool yes i really like the um contrast of the sort of bottom section as well with the flames yeah whatever they you refer to them as yeah flames uh, Melbourne Vixens Indigenous, uh, this is from melbournevixens.com.au. Melbourne Vixens 2022 First Nations dress has been designed by Brie uh, Pengart, uh, Atma Hayes, proud Arant woman and young emerging artist. Brie's family is from Arant country in Alice Springs and their culture is reflected in her style of art. Each dot tells a story and has significance as it can tell. Um, as it can all represent the journey of a person. The dots form a circle with many layers representing the unity of everyone coming together, the Vixens players, coaches, staff, and community. Another good one, I think. 
I think the, the um, I think the net it 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 suits netball dresses well. I think I think this is a simple design, but I think the the side panel structure, um, I don't know, maybe it's maybe a border, it's just, doesn't it? Yeah, or maybe they they've had a bit of time to muck around and play with it a bit more and understand the space. Whereas in NRL, there's a little bit of I don't know. I don't know, I just I just think the length of the dress is that there's more room to tell the story. Sunshine Coast Lightning Indigenous Dress. Uh, this is from sunshinecoastlightning.com.au, starting with Sunday's game against the Melbourne Vixens and continuing at home against the Collingwood Magpies on June 5. Lightning players and staff will wear specially designed First Nations dresses and polos. The club gathered in the yarning circle at University of Sunshine Coast, uh, where they were presented with the First Nations dresses by... Cubby Cubby woman, Auntie Hope Ochin. Auntie Hope told the staff and players how Indigenous children are assigned an animal name at birth as a totem responsibility for us to be champions and warriors of the environment. The Giants Indigenous... Uh, Giants Netball Indigenous Dress, sorry, from giantsnetball.com.au. The Giants are proud to unveil their 2022 First Nations dress that will be worn during rounds 12 and 13 of the... League's dedicated First Nations celebrations. The 2022 dress has been designed once again by uh, Gamilare woman Crystal Dalinga. Dalinga, who was first welcomed into the club through a relationship with former giant Sam Pullman, has designed every First Nations dress for the Giants since the introduction of the uh, dedicated rounds back in 2018. Did you get to work on this one? Uh, no. No, I didn't get no. to work on this one. No. The um, um The way the carries over again it's pretty impressive how how well that's integrated um and then yeah again that black bordering with the tonal stuff around the yeah. orange real good contrast i think um i think after a few seasons now both afl giants and netball obviously netball has a little bit more flexibility not sticking with that traditional same design all the time they're really starting to find their way with the that orange color combo um i think yeah they're um they've, they've found a good spot there so yeah and i'm i think i said to you before, you guys before i'm a big fan of the the pattern uh as in the you know the shape of this dress as well i think it um yeah it really pops they have all those same applications as the standard home dress yeah, I believe so. I haven't yep. uh, had the chance to see this dress um, in person, though. Um, but I, yeah, let me just have a quick look here, actually. Yeah. Some of the photos. Um, I think the, the their main dress, they had a, f a fair amount of silicon like, detailing on them. Um, I can't see any on the photos at the moment. Um, but I would say probably those front sponsors on the the top, Origin and the Valor logo, they would yep. be um, our yeah, special application there. And that silicon you've mentioned before was um, heavily influenced by some of the stuff that I did in the NRL, you were saying, Mason? Did I say that? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. My, my memory's <laughs> shot, mate. I know there's, there is a couple of people at Valor who are massive fans of myself, so... <laughs> Could be you Shout or the other guy. Them if they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, welcome back, Kit. Good to hear from you. <laughs> Sorry, I dozed yeah. off. 
He loves his netball, doesn't he, Nick? He's a big fan. I do, I do, I do agree that this on what you said about the indigenous lending itself to to netball dresses. I think you're bang on there. Uh, got a couple more here, mate. West Coast Fever Indigenous uh, dress design created by Nungar artist Peter Farmer and Kylie Graham features Aboriginal women's symbols to represent each member of the playing squad alongside a series of significant water holes in Wadjuk country. Uh, very similar design, I think, to some of the other ones that they've had in the past. So, but um, yeah, I think uh, effective as well. Not the biggest fan of that lighter green that they're going yeah, with in there. Just going to ask you, did you do you prefer their sort of more older age, the deeper green they had, or this this yeah. lighter one they seem to be running with recently? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that lighter green. I much prefer the more vibrant greens. Yeah. What so, I, I you're right. I was just going to say something about this image looks photoshopped. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I know whether that gold <laughs> industry group logo has just been photoshopped on or something. But yeah, it looks very. They say it's the drop shadows all around the yeah. uh, mask of the players yeah. is probably a big one for me. <laughs> They've all been... And they, the lovely they, green smoke put on their legs. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the West Coast Fever. Isn't that an interesting name to have in this day and age with what's gone on the last couple of years? Good point. <laughs> Edgy. I, didn't, I didn't really think about it until now. I, I do love their... I think I've mentioned it before. I do love that colour scheme that they typically run with and have to agree with you on this lighter blue. Not really doing it for me, but um, can you... Talk to us a little bit about the numbers that are on netball dresses. Has that been around for forever? Is that I hate it as as a netball traditionalist. <laughs> I, uh, what, what's the word that you use? Old man yelling at clouds. Is that yeah. am I using the right terminology there? Correct. Yeah. Um, so the the numbers on the sides were brought in t- two or three years ago. I think at the same time that the super shot was brought in so the two-point shot it actually has nothing to do with the two-point shot though it has to do with the rolling subs so at some point um, the statisticians decided that it was too difficult to um, keep up with who was on and off the court based off their positions because you could roll subs now um, so at any point in time you you your goal attack can sub off and another goal attack can come on so they shifted the the statisticians shifted from recording the stats based off the position to every player now getting a um, a stat number is the, the term I call it. I don't actually know what the, the formal terminology is for it. So um, generally you'll have your 10 contracted players and then you'll have, I think they're allowed up to eight, I think it is, additional training partners. Uh, and it's really up to the club as to what number they get. Um, I know some clubs just do it alphabetically. Some clubs do it based on um, their their original signing with the club. Um, but you'll go one through to ten for your, your um, players, and then you know eleven through to whatever. Uh, but it wrecks the design. Yeah, they're not supposed to be that small. No, that's, Ooh. that's, that's, Ooh. A, that's Ooh. a breach. Um, they're supposed to be at minimum uh, ten. 10 centimetres and they are not. Firebirds look so big compared. Yeah, they're not 10 centimetres. So I'm not entirely sure what's happened. This this might be an ignorant question, but in netball at this level, can they slash, do they ever change positions? Is that a thing? 
yeah. in a game. Yeah. Yeah, as in like you'll go from a GA to a center, as yeah. an example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to, the technicalities are you've got to roll off the court, you know, sub off the court first. So yeah. if you're in GA, you go off, another GA will go on, and then you can pretty much sub straight back on as a as a center. So I guess it would be quite difficult to try and take note of interchanges, whatever you call it, substitutions, when people are just rolling on and off like that without a, an identifying number. Yeah, they don't have a big number plus on their back. So, yeah, I understand the the theory of it. I just wouldn't happen like at a local, local level, right? No, you don't have numbers at local levels. No. no, I don't think they're keeping stats at that level. You generally start to pick it up at the prem, like state premier league level. I think now is what they're doing. Cause the, that, that rolling sub rule has been adopted down through some of those other, um, second tier competitions. Yeah. Sapphires and stuff have them too, don't they? So what's that? Yeah. So, so um, so yeah, the Australian Netball Championships, which is the the level below Super Netball, has it, um, and then also the uh, what's the, just the state state championships. So you yeah. know, when every every team goes, every state goes away and represents. What's that called? Um, a and I don't know. They've changed the the names. Australian Netball seem to change their competition names every two or three years. Um, so, so and then even at the Queensland Queensland. Premier League level, which is their Sapphire series, they have it as well. So, yeah, it's just being adopted and slowly becoming part of the standard. So, um, we've spoken about this off camera, but netball is in a unique situation where the the item that, that the players wear isn't one that you know makes a big dent in retail, right? Like you wouldn't even sell netball dresses, whereas you know in NRL and football, you you're probably doing seventy percent of all your merch as your on-field kid it has been yeah it has been trialed um but you you're really only getting it for young you know you really young girls that um that want to purchase it and even then you're only saying you know reaching 10 percent or 20 percent of that that market even so uh, it, it's been trialed i've certainly um been part of you know teams that have trialed selling replica dresses um but yeah, generally what will happen is, as you'll see with, the, you know, the Indigenous round this year is they'll do the dress and then they'll also do a warm-up tee and a team polo and then the team polo or the dress then becomes your main merch item and that's the same for the the um, the general, you know, seasonal merch as well as you, you'll get a dress and then you'll get a tee, warm-up tee and a team polo yeah, that, and replicate that. I mean, that across. was to be my next question is how you're leveraging off of that dilemma, um, I, could, I think if I was in that situation, I'd be rolling out, um, you know, exact replica singlets, tees, like you've said, in in that exact design, not just indigenous but home design, to try yeah, and it, leverage off that aesthetic somehow. Well, you are you're doing that through a tee or a polo, and you know we do singlets as well, of course. Um, but when you're looking for that specific replica you know, um, design, you've got sponsors that, you know, you can't see it on this West Coast one if this is the one that you're still looking at, but you, you, you're enabled, you're able to have sponsors down on the, the lower, um, hemlines there as well. So you can see on this West Coast Fever one, there's the UWA logo there below the bib. Um, and then, you know, what are you doing with the bib as well? You're not going to have a, a blank spot there. Um, so, 
yeah. you're going to lose half the design when you do a t-shirt or a singlet anyway, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, just circling back around to the West Coast, I really like the um, uh, the uneven lines, the black lines there that they've done around a lot of the artwork. I think that's a really great execution and I think when we've been talking in the past about rigid designs versus fluid yeah, designs, yeah, the um, the contouring around that artwork I think really stands out. Really gives you that natural canvas vibe eh? rather than yeah. something on Illustrator or whatever. That's which, it. Which uh, leads into our next topic pretty well it actually does. considering the design. <laughs> does melbourne storm so i think this is the last one to come through oh roosters as well actually i need to find some roosters stuff um melbournestorm.com.au melbourne storm is proud to release our 2022 indigenous jersey designed by cory Th- cory thorpe a proud yorta yorta gunai uh ganjidamara and Warrenjiri man, an artist who has used the inspiration of the rainbow serpent for his special creation. The 2022 jersey design connects all uh, facets of the Storm family, representing players, coaches, staff, members, and fans across its features. I like to tell a story, and Storm has an amazing story, Corey explained. The lines on the jersey, coloured yellow and orange, represent Storm's active years in the NRL with the orange line symbolising when the club won a grand final, while the purple lines represent the ribs, the people and the players of the organisation. Who wants to start? Uh, Judging by your tone of voice, you don't like it. I actually think it's got a kind of groovy vibe about it and I'm going to say that I'm a fan. Did you just change your mind from literally about 45 seconds ago? Uh, Me or Kit? <laughs> Kit. What? what did I say 45 seconds ago? When you said <laughs> leading into this next design. even Yeah, just it's... about the uneven lines and this and that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I like it. I, I also like it as well. Um, maybe I was leading on that I didn't, but I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan. I don't know if I would be confident to be walking it around <laughs> too many places after... Um, afterwards but yeah i think it's a really striking design it's going to look really good on the field that's good job by very Castro. striking but i um i have to say i don't not a big fan of this one but no i can see definitely why okay some people will like okay. it with, with the striking colors in it guys speaking of um speaking of castor got sent a, a uh an email yesterday um, West Coast Eagles to review Castor partnership but remain coy over who signed the deal. It's basically just a uh, an article shitting on Castor and their past failures, <laughs> which uh, I found uh, found interesting. But um, I'd like to see that article. I've One heard whispers find... that that Castor is out and perhaps New Balance is in. So yes, I did hear that on the forums. Yeah, that might go. be the case. Hmm. One thing I find interesting about this design is the sponsor like band behind the sponsor, one side fades out, one side doesn't. I'm sure both sides fade out. It might just be the angle. Possibly. You look in the sort of the close up photo and it almost looks like it doesn't. Yeah, that's weird. So I don't know. <clears throat> Whereabouts, sorry, mate? Just the, the main band behind Red Z, the Navy. On the left side, it clearly fades out, and then on the right side, it's very much less clear of a fade. 
and on the close-up image, doesn't look like it fades at all. Yeah, c- cast things. I can see just uneven. <laughs> I can see what you <laughs> It definitely fades on both sides. I can see it, but it's you're right. There is an element yeah. of evenness there, isn't there? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Give them a break, Nick. Come on, they're oh. trying. Old they're trying. back. The real <laughs> Castor. <if I> can... <laughs> um. Okay. RL referees. Yes, I'm just pulling back my notes there. Okay, here we go. NRL referees, the National Rugby League referees will be wearing a specially designed jersey by artist Tyler Smith. The traditional symbols across the chest of the jersey represent the waterways in our area, that being the Parramatta River near Sydney Olympic Park, where we are based. Uh, east through to Sydney Harbour. The jerseys also display the symbols of the kangaroo to represent the Australian Rugby League and the traditional symbol of both men and women to acknowledge the role both genders play in officiating. Fans? The, um, both flags are on it again, so just another one that's coming through. One that was able to, yeah, sneak it in, yeah. I don't mind it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's pretty much Such all you can insight. say. <laughs> That's all you can really say, right? It's all right. Does the job. I'm, my, I'm sure the fans will be possibly, angry at them no matter what. Quite possibly all Indigenous out. <laughs> there is a lot, isn't there, to take in. Uh, and lastly here, the uh, Roosters. I've just popped in the show notes there. Sydney Roosters 2022 Indigenous jersey is a heartwarming collaboration that represents self-progress and a positive outlook for the future, aptly titled New Growth, New Hope. Um, we'll include the links here in that one. Uh, what do you think, guys? Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I don't mind that. They obviously kept the standard chevrons, but... V. Everything's sort of <laughs> all the design elements are away from it, so it's it's fine. Not the hugest fan. It's it it seems like to me when I look at it, you know, when you get people that get tattoos that everything flows together, and then you get people that have just like <laughs> random tattoos that are all yeah. just placed. I'm sure you know some people they all have meanings and stuff. Just like this, this has meanings too, but it does have that element of just. Um, putting things in the oh, empty oh. spaces. I love that the um, stripe on the sleeves matches the stripe on the front. Them castor things, <laughs> another one. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've actually recently, um, you know, talking on castor, uh, new, they've had a new Chevron for Roosters in the last two or three rounds. I think they got issued new jerseys in the, the V change. I think I noticed that via one of our Instagram friends. Um, rugby league jerseys, I think. Who was the team that had Seddon and Raglan jerseys together? Was that the Roosters? It might have been a Castor in, thing. Yeah. It was definitely Castor. As in they, they swapped or some players were wearing. I'm <clears> sure <throat> I, I mean. saw, yeah, on the same field, somewhere in Seddon, somewhere in Raglan. I haven't seen that. I'll have a look out. Yeah. All right, let's get through this news. Um, AOC continue with ASICs. 
This is from olympics.com.au. ASICS has renewed its partnership with the AOC as the official performance footwear and apparel partner until 2026. Following the success of the Australian Olympic team at Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games, ASICS will provide the performance kit for the Australia's elite athletes at the 23 Pacific Games, the 24 Paris Olympic Games, and the 2026 Youth Olympic Games. Did you see some of the stuff that got released around it? Uh, no, I did no, not. There was, was there... Um, it was basically just a flat, sort of the green tealy colour. Um, logos on either chest and then Australia rotated vertically down the centre of the front, which you see a lot on the back of shirts, but down the front, not so much. So Yeah, okay. I thought that was different. You'll have to send that one through. I haven't seen that one. Will do. And someone snuck something in here. I'm going to say that's you, Nick. France yeah. women's... Uh, what's this? Footyheadlines.com. Yep. The Nike France Women Euro 2022 home football shirt is a lighter shade of blue than their recent home shirts and has an all-over floral motif inspired by French art and neoclassic architecture. Just Get firing that, that one up now to have a bit of a nosy. I love these. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome design right up my alley. The tonal, yep. tonal designs. How good to see the debossing on the, on the side panels. Yeah. Yeah. Nike always do a great job with their paneling. It's kind of like a elastic material as well. Mm-hmm. So that stretches. Um would you too. prefer if the tone on tone was a bit closer together? As in the contrast was less? Yeah, less less oh. difference between the two blues. I don't mind it. Yeah, I think it's all right too. It is a fantastic kit. How good's the little French flag on the sleeves as well? Yeah. It's that finishing touch. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I just like really like the line artwork in there. That's really catching my attention. Um, yeah, all, the, all those details. Nike do yeah. some really good stuff for the women's teams for Football World Cups and stuff. So, I'm looking at the away, the away further down, the detailing in the away strip. There's a bit of a like a coral pink banding on the white yep. yeah, like a um, rose gold yeah. almost yeah rose, yeah, gold, rose gold yeah um yeah. yeah they've run that a couple of times recently the french woman <clears throat> the rose gold so yep yeah, great thought awesome. I'd throw that one in there it looks good cool okay timeless design hey nick why don't you start mate with <laughs> oh, uh good, good starting here <laughs> Get in there, mate. All right, all right. Hey, uh, <laughs> big cat's back. Timeless logo as well. We got to get him pulling his weight, eh? <laughs> There's enough weight to pull, trust me. So, <laughs> timeless logos. What makes a timeless logo? What is the difference between a great logo and a timeless logo? Well, deja vu. Deja vu. You've inform heard this us, before. Pete. You've heard this feel <laughs> before. Inform us. Four times. <laughs> Well, uh, I thought I'd start off with giving you the uh, definition of the word timeless. Timeless is not affected by the passage of time or changes in fashion. So when I think of timeless logos, I think of a logo that quite possibly could have been designed in the last year, could have been designed 30, 40 years ago, and it still you know, has that same pop and effect and you know, tells the same story regardless. Some of the first things that popped to mind, uh, you know, the Olympic rings for starters. 
The Olympic rings. Yeah, that's a good one. Is 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 is, uh, and it comes down to the simplicity, which I think will, will be a common theme here with the, the ones that I throw forth. The Olympic rings is so simple; it's classic. It'll never go out of out of uh, out of vogue, out of fashion, and um, so that's my first nomination. Any thoughts, boys? Ah, uh, are we going like to let Mason that talk about the Olympic rings? <laughs> oh, was that yours? Was it Mason? Oh no, mate! It's okay. You can have it. You can touch please. back you on it. I need a whole episode just to let him go on about it. <laughs> a couple of other ones that stick to mind. Uh, I mentioned simplicity. That's an easy way for it to be timeless. Uh, monograms. You know your Carlton monogram. You know things like the LA Dodgers, New York mm-hmm. Yankees. Simple emblems. Not too much going on, but. You know, they stand the, the, the test of time. Now, my favourite couple are a little bit, you know, perhaps controversial. You perhaps disagree with me. Um, they're probably the opposite of simple, but to me they still look like they could have been designed in the last couple of years. Now, you look at some recent logos, and I think there's certain logos that I reckon within two years they're sort of, you can already tell that they've aged. I remember at one stage, Melbourne Demons and North Melbourne were releasing new logos every three years or something like that. Uh, my first favourite is the New Zealand Warriors. Now, I know that their logo has had a touch-up since 95, I think it was, Nick, when they first came into the comp. Um, 95, 96. Yeah. They've obviously gone through colour changes. But to me, I can't see a need for that logo to ever change. Um, yeah, the original had the curved tongue, didn't it? And then it did, did have the curved they tongue. Sh- <laughs> they straightened it up, so that's they probably did. the only change that's been made. Yeah, so a bit more uh, symmetry, a bit more symmetrical. I love that logo. Um, I think the, you know, generally the Kiwis would love it a bit more if the the Warriors were, were a bit more successful. But to me, I can't see there ever being a need for that logo to change. I think the curved text is pretty outdated. Has a word art vibe from Microsoft Word back in high school, primary school. Mm. Um, so that's one thoughts. Well, the um, the curved tongue. I obviously not being Maori, I can't tell you exactly, but I'm sure that had has cultural significance um, in all the sort of um, symbols and figures and statues that. They always have the curved tongue, so I'd have to look into why they changed that. Um, but yeah, it is it is a strong sort of simple logo, isn't it? Yeah. So and that, yeah, go sorry, go go, Mason. I was just going to say, I think to add to your list also is is brand recognition. Um, you know, when you see the logo and you automatically know who it's for, where it's from plays a big part as well and i feel like the warriors one definitely ticks those boxes too yeah i agree and another one that you could probably throw in that mix is probably the south sydney rabbitos right don't you think sure mate yep it's nearly like we've had this conversation before like in the oh. in the nrl here we probably... go sorry guys i'll quickly jump in here here we go they straighten the tongue because the tongue in maori culture when it's Curved as an indicator of a curse, and it symbolised physical weakness. So there you go. Wow. 
Hmm. Not the worst change to make then. True. Yeah, so back to the rabbit eyes. The simplicity <laughs> yeah, of that rabbit logo is something that I know that a lot of the teams in the comp actually look for. And we know that it's what the Dolphins are trying to do by just having the Dolphin emblem as, as their jersey logo. You mean Redcliffe? Uh, yes. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't say that. No, no it's not Redcliffe. They must have Panthers, it Panthers too. So Panthers, I was there when, when Penrith updated their logo and they directly referenced that Rabbitohs thing. They wanted their brand to be all over Australia. didn't matter if it was in, you know, Parramatta or Perth. They wanted to have that same brand cut through that the Rabbitohs does uh, without having Penrith, without having the Panthers text. And um, When they first did the rebrand, it did have Penrith text underneath it, right? It was only two or three years later that they... Remove the text? Yeah, I think the text is still there, but they consider the text version a secondary logo. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. Um, now I can tell you right now, I think it's only, I think it's only the Rabbitohs and, and probably second is probably the Warriors that comes that would have that cut through of, of a logo like that without needing the text. Um, yeah, the Warriors could Broncos? definitely drop it. Eh? Yeah, Broncos maybe there. <laughs> I mean, being such a huge club probably helps that. I don't think their logo is particular, particularly great. Um, Nick, whilst we're on the Warriors, I was actually looking up the history of some of the Kiwi Super Rugby teams. And can you think of many, obviously the Crusaders is a, a separate story in itself, but have many of the other teams had much of a logo update? Because, you know, nah, from, the... from an outsider, they all seem to sort of be quite similar to how I remember them being way back when. Uh, the Chiefs and the um, Highlanders have pretty much been the same forever. Um, Hurricanes, again, very similar to how that was. The Blues definitely had a change. Um, I think it was about 99, 2000 when they updated their logo. Their their original logo was like looks very dated these days. Um, it was just sort of an oval with Blues written in it. Uh, and then they went to the oval with Rangitoto in it and Blues off to the side. And an interesting one on the Blues is their sort of standard logo is the oval with the Blues text next to it. But on the jersey, the oval's on top of the word. So yep. that was a change made probably about six years ago. Um, yeah, cool. And my my final one, and I was expecting every time that you guys jumped in then you were going to uh, spoil it for me. I'm grateful and thankful that you haven't done that. To me, my most timeless logo is the Perth Wildcats, a club which I have a deep affinity for. But I think even taking off my rose-coloured glasses, that cat emblem, that wildcat, that wildcat emblem, still looks like it could have been designed in the last couple of years. Um, like many sort of logos like that, I think the text could do with a bit of an upgrade. But something about that that logo just uh, just fits so well, even in this day and age. Um, you know, we've combed through the logo history in the past before, but yeah, especially the uh, the, the monotone logo. Um, I love it, guys. Thoughts? Yeah, the monotone is almost better than the coloured one in terms of just the contouring and stuff isn't it yeah what i find interesting is that um like i remember <laughs> i'm not from perth originally i'm from the country so you know we'd go to perth 
four or five times a year and it'd be awesome and we go and get KFC and Hungry Jacks and go to the cinemas and it'd be a big thing, like go to the Royal Show and whatever you guys call it in Brisbane. And I just remember always getting like Perth Wildcats show bags and um, that grading in the Wildcats logo. It's funny that that's gone from obviously being in style to, you know, going back a few years ago, gradients were completely out the door and now we've done a full 360 and <laughs> um, or full 180 and uh, back in. all of a sudden gradients are back in fashion again. So it's going to only be timeless every sort of 20 years then. It's like fashion, <laughs> isn't it? It comes back around, <laughs> which yeah. is why my uh, my dad's polo cross shirt looks so great on me, I guess. So who's next? Who, uh, Mason, you look defeated. Oh, mate, I'm so kind not to steal your thunder. <laughs> and guess what? We, we spoke about this at the start and I said, boys, I'm coming off the bench. I'm a bit rusty. Do you mind if I go last in the topic? And you guys decide to give me a baptism of fire and make me go first. I said, if you make me go first, I'm stealing all your ideas. And you did just that. And I did that. Look, I, I think as the, uh, as the lead host here, I probably need to be a bit more uh, assertive, don't I? And just <laughs> get Nick to get in and get going. Uh, but that's all right. I've been a bit quiet here listening and, and formulating another list that you're probably going to roast me on anyway. But I actually have come up with a few good stuff. So there's nothing like an 11th hour uh, change from the, the customer to, to push you that bit further and come up with some, some new options. But I, I will just take that little bit longer to finalize my list and I'll let Nick uh, come in from here. Us designers are at our best when our back's against the wall. Yeah, too true. Yeah, well, like what Kit's saying with the sort of simplicity of logos, you know, that's that's always a good indicator of what's going to be timeless. But then there's also those logos that have they become timeless because of the success of a team? Um, and you look at stuff like the Celtics, Boston Celtics, and would that have ever been designed today and, you know, been considered a good logo? But it's always going to be a popular one because of the success of the team and the history behind it. Yeah, I think there's another team as well, which you might be going on to say that I instantly think of when, when I think of that exact point. Who's that? Chicago Bulls. The Bulls. So yeah, that you logo. Could argue that yeah. I think that Bulls logo the, um... wouldn't need much of a touch up to, to be brought to this day and age. I think the lines that I don't think it's a strong it logo a at all. Bit thin, eh? Yeah. If yeah. you thicken up the lines, take take away a few of the I mean that text yeah. is just heinous. So what are we what are we saying here? So when I think of the bulls myself, I do think outdated. So are we if we're putting rules around the the conversation here, are we saying it can have a re, you know, a bit of a touch up and and still be in that timeless space or are we saying it can't? Uh, I think well, we've spoken about this before. It's um, you know, it's it's more evolution than revolution, right? Evolving a yeah. logo, evolving a brand, rather than reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> one I think of instantly, and this, you know, Mason, you might be able to touch on this is the old Brisbane Lion. Oh, sorry, the old Fitzroy line that the Brisbane Lions now use. Yes. Um, now that's a classic case of having a, a probably a hand drawn logo back in the day that's been photocopied and reproduced and then eventually vectorized 
And if you look at that, some of the lines are just so on the piss and wonky and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, you're so tempted to clean them up, but at the same time, you know that it's not right. It needs to be the way that it is. Well, I think I disagree with you there because I remember yeah, seeing. Maybe it. that's. Yeah, you go. Sorry. I remember seeing a concept where someone had done that exact thing, and I'm I'm trying to find it now. I can't find it, and they'd they had brought it brought it to the modern modern day, and it looked so great. Like, I, I want it. You know, I certainly want it. Maybe, it, maybe it just needs to be executed correctly. Um, but I, I nearly think you, you're still going to get people that don't want it. Um, people move on. Problem. It's 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 poor execution. I like um, the paddle pop line that lasted for four or five years. Well, that's still <laughs> their logo, isn't it? It is, and it's it's and, not. And I great. will say this is probably blasphemous as a Lions fan. I am not a I... big fan of the Lions logo. Every time I look at it, it reminds me of a Maps Waypoint pin. Do you get that vibe? <laughs> you know when I've you put something in like Maps, that, but I can see what you mean. Like it, every time it does have that bit of paddle pop look to it. Yeah, every time. And can I put forth another logo? And Nick, you might know this, but I think the Detroit Lions touched up their their logo. Yeah. If you guys search Detroit Lions, there is that a perfect one's fantastic, eh? Yeah, perfect perfect example of um complete evolution, complete refining a logo and bringing it uh to the modern day. And you can't tell me you can't tell me that that is not a massive improvement, but still carries, you know, your your club's your brand's DNA. Thoughts on that, Mason? I'm just Trying to find the old versus the new. So, um, just is it from 20, 2003 into 2009? Is Correct. that when the. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely that's an improvement. It, that that yeah, is that's it. definitely improvement. There's actually a, a sort of a new one in 2017 as well, with basically just changed the black stroke to silver as well um, when they updated their jerseys. So. Yeah, just adding yeah. those few extra bits of detail really pop, pop, make that pop, logo pop, eh? Absolutely. Is How it... about I jump in before we go too deep in yours, Nick? We, we might alternate, yep. mate. Um, <clears throat> I've got one here, which is, you know, the NBA logo itself. Uh, I think that's one. I know yeah, they're fair. using a... Sorry? Fair, fair. Great call. Cool. Yeah, I think I know that they're using a special 75-year one at the moment, but I think you could touch up the colors, and I think they have over the past few years, refining that blue and that red, but that's something that's you know never going to change. Or if it does change, it's still going to be the same style, just with a different silhouette. Um, and it, it must say much uh, when you have other major leagues that, you know, copy that style as well across, you know, MLB and and whatever else that, that uses mm-hmm. it too. Yeah, I wonder how yeah. much earlier the NBA one came before the MLB. Geez, I, I hope that I haven't just shot myself in the foot and <laughs> it's actually the other way around. <laughs> I, I, sort of, a... I sort of have them in the same conversation, right? Uh, they both entered in 1969. There you go. Probably so, from the same designer. Yeah, it must be a, a co- paid, collab. Paid four shillings to design it. Yeah. <laughs> Surely one uh, day it'll be the Jordan silhouette, eh? If they ever change it, it's going to be that. No, oh, keep yeah, it the same. 
Yeah, there's a bit of there's a bit of debate there. Yeah. I, I think I've even watched a, a YouTube, you know, video essays or documentaries on it around, um, yeah, that whole process. I think there was it, a it, push push for it to be Kobe when he passed away, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, it did come to light at that point in time. Yeah. Um, I think sticking mm. in the NBA as well, the Toronto Raptors rebrand from not so long ago. The new logo there with the basketball Ball. stripes turning into the sort of claw tears. That's fantastic. That's a very clean one. Very clean. Yeah. Big fan of that one. Strong font too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another one that I've got here, which is relatively new, so I'm not, not sure whether it falls into that timeless just yet, uh, is the Seattle Kraken. Oh, um, you, mate, nah, <laughs> mate, nah. I'm not copping that. I'm that like, is a I'm great logo. It, you stole mine. <laughs> well, you're equally. I'm tarring you both with the same brush. I'm putting a dunce cap on both of you. That is a what, great what? logo. That is a phenomenal logo. How can you say that it's timeless? Time hasn't passed. It will be. No, nah, I, I have think modern classics. No. Nah. Like I said, you took my Olympic rings, you took my South Sydney. I'm thinking of ones that I, you know, I look at now. Um, I think it, it is, a, is it is a, um, it is a cracking logo, cracking logo. Um, <laughs> I, I think it, I think it will. I think it will last the test of time. You know, maybe how long have they been around? What's 2018. So that's what, nearly five years. That's time. There we go. <laughs> Sometime. Mate. It'll last longer than had NFTs, a, um, I'll give you that. <laughs> I actually had a little bit of a deeper look into the Kraken branding. It was actually done in collaboration with Adidas. So they helped on the brand. Um, mm -hmm. And they sort of had three sort of fundamental values they wanted to express. So authenticity, nobility, and, and mystery. Um, and the authenticity like comes from um, sort of their history in hockey and Seattle metropolitans were actually the first team south of the canadian border to win a nhl um and they the s is sort of taken from from the s logo that they had which is terrible but <laughs> um sounds a bit like marketing it's a cool little to story me. from from a hundred years ago have you I'm guys seen the s though Oh yeah, have oh, what the original? Yeah, the original. Oh, so it's, it's, it's terrible. An, it is an it is an S. I'll confirm that it is an S, like the S in Seattle. I just I love the how many rules they break here. Yeah, nothing's like um, centered or evenly spaced or anything, is it? No, two different fonts. Anyway, um, okay. Here's here's one then. You, you just burnt me for um, for a short amount of time. What about a, a very long time? Wimbledon, the championships. Oh, deja vu. <laughs> yeah, I think what an interesting color combination. Um, the simplicity of the the rackets crossing over, which is you so. Know, what what colors are they for the uninformed? Uh, um, you would say close to a Cadbury purple mm -hmm. and a. Um, Grass court green, emerald, emerald, uh, emerald, emerald green, <laughs> emerald and eggplant, um, emerald and eggplant. Yeah, fair enough. 
Um, and yeah, the crossing tennis rackets, which I think is just so common throughout, you know, tennis, um, simple, clean font. I don't know how long they've used that font for, but you know, in a time when, um, serif fonts were, were big to have that, that clean finish there. Yeah. I, I'd put it yep, under there. I'll under pay that. that and that's timeless because it's been around a while. Yes. Great contribution. I'm going to throw it out. I know that I, uh, I've, my time's over, but um, I just love the Boston Bruins logo as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my love for that was probably born out of Happy Gilmore, but um, you know, in terms of a simple uh, letter-based logo, I think it's great. Colors work well together. Now, I've got one to ask you guys. Am I, am I looking through my rose-colored glasses when... I tell you that I have an affinity with the Mighty Ducks logo, the original Mighty Ducks logo. <laughs> is that a crap logo or is it great? Where do we see it? It's one of those ones that is it cool because of the success the sort of brand had. I mean, obviously the team was never is this, quite that's as That's what I'm saying. Where, Celtics, do, where do we sit with it? Is it the Disney purchased An- Ducks of Anaheim metal duck one or is it the the, the one from the movie? Duck holding, yeah. <laughs> not the Not the... The munted duck holding the bloody the stick, the oh, one with the on. face mask and the crossover hockey sticks, yeah. the <laughs> infamous one. Um, pull it up, so you have a, a proper I, look. I do know because I've I've uh, dabbled in a little bit of copyright infringement over my time and made some Mighty Ducks AFL guernseys. One of which is probably sitting <laughs> in my wardrobe. Uh, they do also have an awesome secondary logo. Um, which is great. I'll see if I can drop that into. Uh, oh, here it is. I'll drop that into into Discord. Is it the the raised eyebrow? Correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I nearly prefer that one. To be completely honest with you. Yeah. I'm not a fan of their rebrand. I know no, it's, no, it's pretty re-brands. popular because I think they won when they when they did do the rebrand. Well, they should hand it back because it sucks. Yeah, that's trash. You can't change the colours. And out out of everything, you take the duck's foot. Yeah. The foot of the duck. There's a good, (laughs) uh, there is a good uh, video essay on that. I think uh, the YouTube channel is Aesthetics. Um, They heavily focus on the ice hockey. um, And he actually breaks it down um, pretty well. I cannot remember for the life of me all of the details in it but i think um i think they came from a good place as far as the execution but i think the fans the fans are love both they love the the classic what is it 90s absolutely 90s mighty ducks it's about as Um, 90s as anything could ever be on this earth (laughs) I'm i'm actually yeah as i said i'm a bigger fan of the secondary logo yeah Got plenty of personality, eh? With the raised eyebrows and yeah, got some real chewed about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, have you got another one? I've got two more. Oh, there's a few. Um, the America's Cup logo. I think I brought this up last time. We tried to do this, and they iterate it every every time they hold an America's Cup. But it's been around forever, and just the simplicity of it. It's it's an icon. It's a monochrome logo. There's nothing much you need to change about it. So does the logo change a, all the time? Well, 
and it's just the trophy that stays the same or what what are we looking at the the trophy the sort of the trophy logo so they sort of put a different uh like branding with it each time so sometimes yeah. they'll contour it a thousand times and yeah, other times it, it'll yeah. just be the icon and they'll reverse it and flip it but overall the overall sort of shape and the fact that it's a monochrome logo stays the same and mate we get it kiwis love sailing you won the america's cup we get it back to back <laughs> um <laughs> so how many more have you got mate because i'm going to predict the, that you might have snuck a college logo in there or two. Oh, there's the miami hurricanes the u that's pretty um simple untouchable yeah just because of the history they have um Oregon. the green bay packers one um that's another one of those nfl ones that you don't want to bring up because they're too common but um designed by an equipment manager which was quite a cool um little quirk and then the g actually stands for greatness rather than green bay so again people often don't know what the g stands for and then the Packers hold the rights to that, but there are plenty of other teams that use it, like the University of Georgia and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so when you've got teams copying your logo, the, you know, I guess you're on a on a good one as much yeah, as for sure. I'm Absolutely. not a Packers fan or really like the logo either. Yeah. Mason, did you want to bless us with uh, your remaining, remaining submissions? Yeah, sure. Uh, the Arsenal Football Club. The Gunners, I think that that is, um, when I was saying earlier about ticking certain boxes, I think you, you see that logo. Um, it could probably be simplified. That's probably blasphemy um, a little bit. The, but The canon on its own, when they use yeah. that, is that's <clears throat> a good one. Yeah. Um, and rounding out, and you, you guys can shed me a new one if this is not you know fully in the scope. But the ESPN logo. Like it. I like it. Iconic. I've been a timeless. Huge fan of that one, but yeah. What? It's been around forever and it won't change for a while. Nah, that's a great one. Yeah, I <laughs> that... think it's one that you automatically see. You know what it's about. It, you d there's not much that needs to change with it. Um, I think it has a uh, emotional attachment for a lot of people. Um, yeah, it portrays everything what that, that American Mason? sport is, right? Like movement and pace, and you know, Big it just gives off and... that vibe. Yeah, bold. Yeah, um, Mason, I would have put money that your final, uh, your final big submission was going to be the Nike swoosh. <laughs> oh, look, I, I've uh, what, what do they say? Um, <laughs> fool me yeah. once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I wasn't going to put myself in that situation <laughs> again. <laughs> I was going to say to answer your question, Nick, Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. Yeah, there we go. The um, Just to go on your point with the Gunners Arsenal logo, you can do that a lot with football logos and Premier League logos. Like Kits Cappy's wearing the Just the Lion taken from the Chelsea logo or the Devil from United. Mm -hmm. uh, just the, the liver bird on the Liverpool kits at the moment um, mm -hmm. rather than their full logo. They just use the bird. Um, so you can do that a lot. And what are our thoughts on Juventus's 
new J being will it will that last? Will that stand the test of time? Have we spoken about this? I think we have. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Um, I, think we, I think Nick copped some criticism. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a fan of the logo. I just with the yeah, I'm the one who hates it. It is a great logo for for marketing and for modern application, but yeah, it's some people yeah. will say it's not a football logo. Won't it's they? not a football badge, is it? Yeah, no. but I I think I sit in that camp of going. I'm I'm not a follower of you know European football, so I I think from a brand and marketing point of view, it is a great logo. Yeah, for sure. Uh, look, I reckon we wrap this stuff up, guys. Um, hopefully we. We've uh, haven't bored everyone, and finally getting through this this topic that we can tick off the list. No more indigenous as well. Yeah. <laughs> what what are we What are you doing next week, guys? Uh, next week we will be talking uniform guidelines, and that will so bore everyone to death. Nah, they'll <laughs> love it. They'll love it. Um, what are your yes. thoughts on uh, the timeless logos? Everyone, uh, Juventus, yay or nay? Did I get it right with the ESPN? Uh, the Olympic rings really the pinnacle of a timeless logo. Everyone, um, throw shade at Kit for his Perth Wildcats edition. Yeah, how about we throw shit on Mason for saying Seattle Kraken is a timeless logo? <laughs> he's, he's always on the defensive, isn't he, Nick? He just he just can't he can't take a hit without swinging one back, can he? He's always got a... Mate, I'm from Perth. We were born with chips on our shoulder. If you have any other suggestions, please reach out. Email us. You can send us an email at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com or via our Instagram at fieldofdesignpodcast. This week we had a comment from the underscore jersey underscore draw commenting on um, the... Bulldogs indigenous jersey, the NRL one that is. Um, great point about the straight lines, chevrons, mate. Come on, um, I can't unsee it now. That's uh, us talking about the fluid, fluid. Is that a word? Fluidity, fluidity, fluidity of uh, the indigenous designs being cut off by um, clipping masks uh, with straight edges. Um, gets we all also... the indigenous words right this episode, and then. Fluidity stumps yeah. them. Oh, look, I don't know about that. I just said it with a little <laughs> bit more confidence this time. <laughs> well done. Um, and I think that pretty much wraps us up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please remember to subscribe. Feel free to share our podcast with any of your Jersey boys or Jersey girl friends. Um, let us know on the forums if you're on there and, and give us a shout-out as well. Um, friends, enemies, anyone who may be interested Continuing to grow the show will enable us to produce more content across more platforms and have a greater access to some of our industry's best professionals and guests on our show. You can be a part of that growth by infiltrating the almighty algorithm and leaving us a review and some stars on your preferred podcast app. 37 stars. 37. 37. How did we skip from 6 to 37? You need to learn how to count, mate. Uh, He's from Perth. Didn't you hear? It? <laughs> he just said no. thirty minutes ago he wasn't from Perth. He was from the country. Oh, he's from the Get country. Oh, it's just easier to say Perth, mate. It's as far away as <laughs> fucking Alderon to you peanuts. <laughs> right now, I'm I'm not coming back next week. I'm taking another week off. <laughs> oh, we've worked him <laughs> too it. hard. That's it.
Uh, yeah, if, if you have any topics that you would like us to, um, to discuss or want to know anything specific more about uh, industry, um, industry work, please reach out, let us know. You can send us a private message, comment, or send us an email. Shout out to my co-hosts and Jersey boys, Nick and Kit. Next week, uh, we have slated down for uniform guidelines, unless anything more exciting comes up in the interim. Thank you, gentlemen. Adios, amigos. Go the Broncos.